Good morning and Happy New Year. My name's Mark Dowie. I'm Chief Executive of the RNLI and I had the great honour today to be here with the RNLI's President, His Royal Highness the Duke of Kent. Good morning, sir. Happy New Year. And a very Happy New Year to you. We're here really to hear the Duke of Kent's recollections of his time as President of the RNLI. He's been President since 1969. And so perhaps you'd uh, explain, first of all, how did you come to be president of the RNLI? Well, it came through the family, really, because both my parents had been, had been president. In fact, my father inherited it from his brother, who briefly king over the eighth. Um, and then it passed to him and to my mother, and eventually to me. So it's been in the family quite a while. And, and do you remember... Uh, your first official visit, the first thing you did uh, uh, with the RNLI? Only too well, I'm afraid, because of the very first contact I had, really, after becoming president, was uh, the disaster which occurred at, at Fraserburgh in Aberdeenshire. And I was actually stationed in Edinburgh. I'd just gone there to, be, to join my regiment, the Scots Grays. And this awful news came that the mm. Fraserburgh lifeboat had been lost. And I think five out of its six crew had been lost. And I remember vividly going up, attending a service, I suppose, in the, in the, in the local church, and then going into a room which was full of people in black sitting silently around the room. And it was, it's left an indelible impression. Awful, the awful gloom of that. Thank God such events are exceedingly rare, ah, but it was a horrible moment, not a, good, not a very propitious start. No, no, I imagine, I imagine that would have been uh, uh, quite a shock, actually. An awful shock. Over the time um, that you've been president, you've seen great changes in the RMI, um, not just in the equipment we use, but in some of the things we do. Perhaps um, you might bring some of that oh, to light. Yes, I mean, there have been, been enormous changes. Firstly, the, whole, the scale of the operation has increased enormously. I forget what the, the, the numbers rescued, lives saved every year goes up yes. all the time. Um, for various reasons, I suppose. And there have been changes of every kind. I mean, the, the boats are much better designed, they're much faster, they're much safer. Um, the whole thing is actually probably more professional than it, than it was formerly. And of course, we, we've got now people who, who are present on beaches and, and around the city to rescue mainly swimmers. Yes, lifeguard, lifeguard, lifeguard service. Yeah. And that's relatively new, I think. It is. I mean, you talk about um, increasing professionalism. The training uh, that we're now providing, mm. which is based, um, at the majority is based at, at the college in Poole. You were, uh, you were with us um, when on the great day that that college was opened with the late Queen. Oh, yes. Um, do you, do you uh, recall that day? I remember there was a great gathering, of, I suppose, I'm not sure if every coxswain managed I to think get so, there. So, yeah. It was a, certainly a lot, yeah. over a hundred, yeah. what, what, what would it have been? Well, I think, I think every coxswain and every uh, helm, the, the senior yes, helm yes. from an inshore lifeboat station was present. There, there would have been around 240 
It's a lo lovely photograph, yes. which is now, I think, in every station. It's in it? every station. It takes pride it's, of place. Yes, a, yeah. great, a, great, a great day. Yeah, and, and one of the things we also launched on that day was a memorial, which is at oh, the yes. gate of the college. And I know you've seen that many times, sir. But what does that mean to you? Well, I think it symbolizes precisely what the, what the honor that I does. It reaches out a helping hand to people in distress, more than distress, in yeah. mortal danger. Yes. And it records the names of uh, yeah. 624 lifeboat people who've lost their lives, too. Yes, but yes. We have a long tradition of naming lifeboats after members of the royal family, sir. You, you, of course, you have one yourself. And most recently, we were at Wells Next the Sea, uh, where you kindly uh, named the Duke of Edinburgh. Yes. Um, uh, and I, I just wonder what it was like to have a lifeboat named after you. It's an enormous honour, I thought, particularly as president of the institution, to have a boat named after you. It means a great deal. And um, just thinking back over your time, we, you've talked about Fraserburgh, which you've mentioned to me before, uh, and, and I know it had a profound effect. Um, is, there a, is there another rescue or a story uh, over your time as president that has that's well, really been poignant? said just now, these things are mercifully rare, these events, but there is, is one other one which I vividly remember, which was the Penney disaster in 1981, I think. That's right, sir. Just before yeah. Christmas, when the whole crew was lost off the Cornish coast, and that was a terrible moment. We were back there, so weren't we um, uh, 40, in fact, 41 years on yes. from, from it to, to lay a wreath, right, uh, right opposite the old it, station. It's interesting that the, the old station has been kept exactly as it was, Yes, as a kind of memorial to, that, that's right, to those sir. people. Yeah. No, it's not been touched. Mm. Of course, so one of the very special things about the institution is that it's all of the United Kingdom and all of the island of Ireland Indeed. as well, including Indeed. the Republic of Ireland. Um, and I know you've visited uh, lifeboat stations in the Republic. And wh what have you been your impressions of... of <laughs> well, uh, I think there's no question that Ireland is very special, especially when it comes to visitors. I shall never forget the sort of welcome I had in places like Castletown Beer, that lovely name, and down in Cork. The warmth of, of the welcome they give you is quite unlike anywhere else, in my experience. Yes, they're... they're uh, Wonderfully proud of uh, of the RNLI, and uh, very. we're very proud to have have them as part of of this institution. Certainly, certainly. What are your hopes and aspirations for the RNLI for for the future? One of the features, which is so encouraging about it, is that it involves a wonderful spirit among not only the people who who serve it and work for it. But in, in the public, I mean, what is the amount that the subscriptions and donations come to each year? It's well, many millions. We're now having to raise about £230 million pounds a year. £230 so. million. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot yeah. for any charity. Yeah. I think that's immensely encouraging, so I hope that that will continue and improve, if possible. And then, of course, we've seen all these changes. You mentioned the boats are faster and safer. 
and the in the end, the, the, there never used to be a, a service on the Thames. I think that's relatively new, isn't it? How, when yeah, how, when it, did that start? It, it's twenty-one years old oh, now, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah, and and brought in as as a, a response to the Marchioness disaster oh, of course. in, in yes, 1989. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it's now our, our busiest um, set of stations. Uh, no, but I think, you know, we, we all, I know everyone connected with it, and I, I took great pride in the fact it is a voluntary service. When we were at Wells, uh, you, um, where you, you kindly helped us name Duke of Edinburgh, we sang the hymn Eternal Father, mm. and, and you've named... 29 lifeboats as, oh, as president. No idea. Um, you may recall that at Wells we sang for the first time a new verse yeah. to the hymn Eternal Father. The verse was penned by a volunteer at Anstruther lifeboat station uh, up in Scotland and it was uh, blessed by the Archbishop of Canterbury and I thought I'd just read it and then perhaps ask you to close, sir, with your, your thoughts about the RLI and the time you've had as president. O Lord, entrust their souls safe keep as lifeboats plough o'er oceans deep. Lend them your courage, strength and grace to those in peril they must race. O hear us, Lord, a sailor's plea, guide all who save lives out at sea. Nearly 55 years as president of the RNLI. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Well, of course I've enjoyed it, but I've also felt immensely proud of these people who are prepared at any time to go out and risk their own lives to save other people. The, the numbers are enormous. I forget how many, what's the total though? In a, in a the total is 142,700, I think, lives saved <laughs> since, since 1824. Quite extraordinary. It is. So I, I think it's an organisation that unquestionably has a huge future. And one of the things I've much admired in recent times has been the series of television programmes, Saving Lives at Sea, which yes. I think has been hugely successful. Yes. Yeah. I watch it with great fascination every time. Yes. Lovely. We've, we've just had our eighth uh, run in last autumn, and we're looking forward to the ninth in 2024. So um, uh, thank you, sir, so much for your recollections. Happy New Year again. Thank you. And uh, I'm very grateful for you doing this. Hello, it's Sir Ben Ainsley here. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices. Or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 200 Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.